1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Shooter Magooder. What's up, dude? It's fucking cold out. Tell you what. Yeah, a little chilly. I don't know what the hell happened. Well, if people are watching on YouTube, you might notice that he's in a vest and I'm in a jacket. In my house, we are anti-heater until we absolutely have to turn the heater on. Yeah. I think tonight might be the night, because, like...
2: Yeah, it's it's dropping quick, too. It's chilly in here. And I love the people that are listening to this in, like, sunny, warm areas. that are like, I don't know what cold is.
1: Yeah, they don't have seasons. If you don't have seasons, you can get the hell out of here. Yeah,
2: let's remember, they are the same people that also can't drive in the snow. Like, yeah, Oh, my not?
1: God. So when I lived in Texas, dude, and having grown up in Philly and then spent a lot of time in Texas, in West Texas, you don't get a lot of wet weather, period. Yeah. So, if it was like. You get some NATOs? A half, you get some NATOs here and there. They even got the sirens and everything. Nice. But if it was like a half an inch of snow, it is chaos. Yeah. No one leaves the house. And people that do, they're driving all over the road. It's so bad that if there's like an inch of water from rain, it's the same thing.
2: That's it's hilarious. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. And you would think that they make cars differently for different areas of the country. No, it's all the same cars, No, same cars. I just have no idea how to drive w- it. Uh, I will
1: say there's le- actually, it's not true because in yeah. Florida there's no four wheel drive. A lot of people don't have four-wheel drive.
2: Yeah, they don't spend the extra money on it. I guess it. in Texas they do, but Florida, you don't really need it. Yeah, in Texas, they, I imagine everybody's driving like a 1985 Silverado.
1: <laughs> oh, careful, you're going to piss off the Ford people down there. Oh, yeah, true. F-150. 250.
2: 350. The 450,
1: the 450, you ever seen one of those? Yeah, Welcome huge. to truck talk with the bros. <laughs> yeah,
2: seriously. But no, I mean, other than that, it's uh we got Dallas week. Dallas huge week. Huge week. It's starting to feel like football weather on top of it being cold, of course and really excited for just you know a good football weekend
1: yeah I'm me too this is like the biggest week of the year for us as far as football season goes because we're going to play the cowboys again but the first first cowboys week always
2: seems like a bigger deal than yeah. second cowboys week well, I'm, I'm going to dallas this year oh you're going down I'm going to dallas this year first second weekend of december oh that's awesome yeah that's yeah, a so look i'll be able to get down say there and... what
1: you will about the Cowboys being, you know, the most disgusting franchise in all of football. The fact that they sell all their gear in the airports is, you know, it's just a despicable showing. Okay. And I make my videos every time I go through. People think course, those yeah. are, they think they're like a parody or a joke.
2: No. I'm dead serious. Or the I? same video that you used three times in a row.
1: No, it's. it's every time you go. It's me. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a new video every time that I'm going to <laughs> probably get flagged by TSA. They're going to be like, this guy, every time he comes in here, takes a video right in this spot. Yeah. It's a little sketchy.
2: on something. But.
1: AT&T Stadium is a really good place to go watch a game.
2: Sure. Yeah, but Arlington, uh, <laughs> bit of a truck stop. Um, <laughs> not really much there. No, there's not really much there. I actually had to stay there for work one time, and it was awful. But Dallas is kind of nice. And I will say this about the Cowboys fans. The ones that you meet in the actual Dallas area, kind of nice. Because no, they actually they care nice. about their team, and it's their local team. It's the douchebags that live in Jersey, Philly, fucking you name it, that are Cowboys fans because they also support the Lakers and the Yankees and Duke basketball.
1: Those are the real ass. You know who they are? They're the people that say things like, I'm not a basketball fan, I'm a LeBron fan. Yes. Like, oh, that,
2: guy. I, that really rubs me the wrong that's way. That's the
1: worst. You can't, can't stand, stand for a guy that yeah. plays. You need to have a team, okay? And if you're a that's my guy guy, they don't know who you are. No. Okay? Just remember that. Next time that you're going to sell out for LeBron, for, and look, we can get in the whole goat conversation, whatever. That's a whole different podcast.
2: I don't know if we want to do that. No, yet. we're
1: not. I'm just simply saying, if you stand for one person in any any league, any sport, and not a team, yeah, you are not a sports fan. I agree. Hot takes. We
2: totally agree. Hot takes of the pros.
1: <laughs> but anyway, we've talked your we've talked your ear off enough about sports, so let's go to a little bravo. We'll have a little shift here, and I want to start out with our power rankings because we got. A lot of new shows coming in soon, right? There's a a lot to keep track of. And there's more
2: coming. That's what I mean. mean, Miami
1: starts tonight. I want to get our ducks in a row so that when we have the new shows coming in, we know where we stand. So let's start right now. I'll go first. (laughs) Okay. Okay? Up first for me, shockingly, is Southern Charm. I think Southern Charm has had a great season. I think that everyone's firing all cylinders. Even Shep, like his shit that pissed me off last year, he's not doing a lot of that stuff. Obviously, we had a very heart-wrenching moment with Olivia and her brother passing away. So it's just been a very captivating season. There's been a lot of real emotion, a lot of raw emotion. We're getting a lot out of these characters. And it's it's nice for me to see, and obviously, you know, it's a tragic situation. It's terrible. But to see genuine vulnerability from people, to see real emotions, to see real connections amongst the cast is so important especially for this group that can get kind of sidelined on you know they're not always on the up and up they kind of try to get over on each other all the time and everyone seems to lie a lot yeah at least on the dude side of things so to see all the bullshit posted pushed aside and to see some real connections among this cast has been it's made for a really good season so far
2: it has yeah i agree so and so going? that's two.
1: one two is salt lake three
2: Rony's not really in it anymore, I guess. I guess we can take Rony out, yeah, just because we got like the the end of the season, and they kind of just summed it up pretty much. That's really what the reunion was all about. You can leave it in for now, yeah. So three, we do I, it next week. It's gone.
1: Three's Rony, and then four Winterhouse.
2: Yeah, I, I actually have the exact same. Is it? Yeah. yeah, it's it's the exact same, and it's just because of what we just said overall. It's going to get chaotic. I was looking, and obviously, you know. There are new shows just kind of coming out. I don't know what the hell Bravo is doing with this schedule. They're I feel just... like we went through a lull and maybe it was just the OC of it all because we were just so tired no, of that it. No, it was a lull.
1: There was like three shows for like 4 months. Yeah.
2: Why couldn't you throw like Winter House out during that span? Why I don't couldn't know. you throw like you're going to start up Beverly Hills which everybody's going to watch. You're going to start up Miami which is a huge newcomer to back to Bravo network. Yeah, and that that everybody's right. going to watch because they had a great season last year. You're going to put those two on the same night and throw a really compelling season of Southern Charm in there with Salt Lake coming back to form. There's just too much going on. I actually thought back, we used to do one episode a week. How the fuck would we have done that? (laughs) No idea. We would have been getting hate mail from people that are like, why are you not talking about this show or this show? It's like... Or why are
1: your episodes three hours
2: long? (laughs) Yeah, and we don't want to do either of those things. We want to make sure that we cover the important points. And look, I I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. We're going to have to kind of take some direction from the fans, but... Chopping block is gonna have to be Winterhouse. Uh, uh, no uh, well, reason yeah, if for we us have, to talk about that every single week. If we have if to we whack have one show, shows, yeah, yeah.
1: If we have to whack one show. Winterhouse is definitely first to go for me.
2: Yeah, because it's just gonna be tough to do on our Thursday or our Friday episodes rather to do Miami, Beverly Hills, and Salt Lake. Like that's a good power three. Obviously yeah, we'll do we can do three. the three those three for the Friday episodes. Those will be the big episodes. This is honestly just Steel and I talking strategy right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is really funny. Welcome
1: to behind the scenes Yeah, of the But
2: robots. like this has really been bugging me for the last couple of days because there's just so much content. And honestly, this is what we're gonna have for the next like almost year. It's gonna it's be, it's be gonna a long be time. It's gonna be so and it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of new coming people well, fuck, into we got reality. Vanderpump TV. coming again. We yeah, got... Well a lot of these shows will be done by the time Vanderpump comes back out. I hope. I th- I think so. I think Vanderpump's like February, but again, we never know these things. Um, but that being said, there's not going to be any new content TV out there. All the networks are just releasing like things from the vaults that they didn't care about oh, a couple years ago. Because of the SAG-AFTRA. After. So, I thought it was After.
1: Oh man, I think it's SAG-AFTRA. Whatever, it's over, so it doesn't no, really it's matter. Not the writers They're strike still going. Is over. The, yeah, the SAG. Well, at least they can write some
2: going. shit. You just can't film. You it. can't film it because you actors. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of people watching reality TV in this next year. And Bravo is in a really good spot. I don't know why they're cramming seven shows into one, I guess, bracket, if you will. They're just putting a ton of their heavy hitters in right now, and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. But you know what? There are times.
1: they're doing it like they framed it as a Super Bowl, where it's just like, here's all this great TV. And maybe they are taking advantage. Maybe they're taking advantage of the lack of scripted television right now they're like you know what we have an opportunity here to dump out a bunch of good content Mm -hmm. let's see how this goes so maybe they're just trying to you know flood the system a little bit
2: i think it works honestly we're gonna get a lot of documentaries you
1: know what else it could be And it's, this is interesting because that Vanity Fair article just came out, the reality reckoning from Anthony yeah. Frankel. Yeah, that article sucked. Yeah, that was. There bullshit. was nothing in it that we didn't know already. Yeah. I'm glad that it highlighted Ramona being racist officially, so you can kick her to the curb. There's been inklings of that for
2: years. That's oh, now page like a... six is up her ass. Everywhere oh, that she goes, there's pictures of her. It's well, did so you funny. see her
1: response? Yeah, like don't spell it out even halfway, you no. idiot. Like, what's the matter with you? No. So she canceled herself. I think she was still somehow going to BravoCon after it came out. That was the nail in the coffin that Bravo was looking for. They're like, "Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. now we can whack you officially." Yeah. But other than that, nothing that came out was like groundbreaking. It was, she was on just... that
2: uh, Ultimate Girls Trip, by the way.
1: Yeah. Whew, oh boy, we got see. This is the problem with Ultimate Girls Trip. What the trips. fuck is
2: that coming out?
1: I don't know now.
2: We still have to wonder when Brandy versus Carolyn Manza That's is coming out, That's what I'm saying. Too.
1: You're having too so. many... And also, Leah McSweeney's in that one, and she was in the Reality Reckoning article. Yeah. And again, you know, it, it painted the picture of Bravo that we all know. It's, it's heavily influenced by alcohol. Like, I'm sure that... The production teams push certain things, obviously, like nothing is stuff that we didn't know. And for this article and for Bethany to go on this rampage for the last six months to a year and claiming these big claims that she's taking down the network, that she's coming after Andy Cohen, that she is being the biggest hypocrite in the world because she made all of her money and all of her exposure came from Bravo. She used to shove skinny girl margarita down everybody's fucking throat at every available opportunity on TV and then wants to vilify the network for pushing booze.
2: You wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for the network. I don't let's, understand let's biting really the make, hands yeah. that feed you. It Seriously. never makes any sense. Like You could have just kept your mouth shut, and maybe Bravo's doing a thousand fucking spinoffs. They're doing a thousand reunion tours, or whatever the hell you want to call them. You could have gotten somewhere back into it and come back into the good graces of people's viewership. Instead, you're doing this dumb bullshit, and you're, you screwed yourself. You screwed Great. yourself. I couldn't be happier with it. Congrats. You played yourself. Yeah, I I could not be happier with that because we obviously had the original take that we were tired of her to begin with. And we got a lot of hate for it. And now people are starting to realize we were right the whole time. We were totally right. You know what's always, you can always count on death, taxes, and the bros being right the entire goddamn time. (laughs) Don't doubt us. We're always fucking right.
1: Yeah. And if we're not, we'll say it on the next episode.
2: We certainly will. We're usually pretty
1: close. And now, look, do I have harbored anger for people that came after us after the crab leg video
2: yeah you do yeah of
1: course i'll hold on to it forever because i will die with that shit it it keeps me going
2: but keeps you going and kills you at the same time
1: yeah i know but look like shooter said we were right and i'm glad that hopefully this can kind of close the book on this thing but you know that we're going to get a thousand reaction videos the best part of this entire article that came out was Ebony's quote of saying, fuck Bethany Franklin. Yeah. Like, even yeah. somebody that's supposed to be on your team with this thing still says, go fuck yourself because you try to take all the credit. And you're... her whole entire platform in this thing was just insane. The way she went about it, she took away all of her own credibility by all of her shenanigans. Mm-hmm. If you just stayed in the
2: background. You know what the worst part is? If she had just done like the Raquel thing and then shut the fuck up, we would have forgotten about her. Right? Like, we haven't talked about that in a long time, but she keeps popping up because she's forcing herself out there. So she's screwing herself over by saying dumb things and keeping herself in the spotlight at the same time. It's really dumb. I think that she, her whoever her PR person is, should be fired if it's herself. Oh. Fire herself. She
1: definitely does her own PR, and if she has a PR team, they have no hair left because they have, one, lost it from stress, and two have ripped or they're out they're just
2: the idiots, other. and they feel like no bad presses, or all good press whatever the fuck the. there's no such is. thing I, as bad press there we go is that it
1: yeah or all press is good press, all or, press is good or there's press. no such thing as bad
2: yeah all press. all press is good press is probably what i was going for either way doesn't matter i say i say we just move on
1: i say ebony said it best
2: Yep.
0: Agreed. <laughs> but
1: let's jump in uh we're gonna do the rony reunion but it's gonna be just a quick recap because not a ton happened They pretty much, this is the most PC reunion I think we've ever seen. It was everybody trying their best to smooth everything over. And what I think we got, and then we're going to jump in. But to sum it up for me, as we predicted throughout the season, Cy and Aaron do not know how they're coming off. They think they're killing it. They are absolutely not. And we discussed this a lot where... During the season, they don't get to see what they're doing. They have to wait and watch like the rest of us. They get it a little bit earlier than we do, but it's the same week. So they clearly went back and watched and were like, shit, we look awful. We've read the comments. They're not nice. Nobody likes us.
2: I think that's the best part is Sai, even during this episode, looked over. I forget who she was talking to. Maybe she was talking to Jessel. And she said, did you even watch, rewatch this season? Did you even watch that episode? Like, did you? Yeah. With because on. you came back in and I saw there was one comment online that was talking about at least, you know, at the end of the day, Cy was consistent. She, she is was. who she is. You can say that. I mean, Aaron changed up 50 different times, uh, Jenna, you know, whatever. It's just this whole reunion for me, there was way more of those times where it's like Andy sitting in the front saying, and let's take a look back at how this season went for Jenna. Yeah. And they did it for all of them. And it, If you compiled it, it's almost an entire episode. Yeah. Like, they put everything out there, again, that we've already watched. I don't really get anything out of that. And I think that's really all they were doing. There wasn't a whole lot of, if you kind of look at the season as a whole, there wasn't a lot of sticking points. There wasn't a lot of, like, true drama. We really didn't even get into Aaron and Uba's issue down in Anguilla. Anguilla. So, I'm never going to say it right. I know. And... I guess that like that was one of the major components of the season. That was like a huge tiff, and we got nothing. Yeah, from that. So that was kind of weird. But the main focus was Jessel's marriage, Jessel and Sai, Jessel's backstory, Sai's backstory, and the rest of it was just like a summarization of what happened. That's so, pretty much what I it guess was, that, and that's okay too because it's the first season. You don't want to do a whole lot, and, and we kind of applauded them for not overdoing it with the drama. Pretty much the entire season, we just kind of like got our feet wet, got to know everybody on the show. I hope that everybody's coming back. I, obviously, we've talked about this before, but it doesn't look like everybody's coming back. I think next year's going to be a little bit better, but I really don't have any complaints about this year.
1: I don't either. I think it was a great first year for what it was. I think it was a show getting its feet wet, like you said. I think they didn't try to manufacture shit. Whether the storylines were fun or not, they stuck to them, and they didn't fake stuff. Yep. So I appreciate that. As far as this reunion goes, I think what we got was a bunch of women that didn't want to come off as the loser of the season. So they did That's what they point. had to do in the reunion to clean up some of their mess. And I appreciate that because we talk about that a lot where somebody might have had a bad season, they have to have a good reunion so yep. that they can kind of move forward into next season on the right foot. That's what we got out of everybody. With the Jessel and Pavit thing, it bugged me that the women are like, well, we had no idea that you were going through X, Y, and Z. It's like, yeah, but she's not in a place where she needs to explain that to you. Right. You don't need to question her marriage simply because you don't understand what's going on. You should be under the guise of there's probably more to the story. Maybe we shouldn't dig on her for the fact that she hasn't had sex in two years. Mm-hmm. Like Clearly, there's more there. So for you to like demand from her
2: that she spell that out for you, it's not your business. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh. You no, no, scared. no, 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 no. Whenever somebody says the word de- uh, demand, I always think, you know, the injury lawyer. Demand <laughs> Rand, the injury lawyer. I don't know. It's just, it's probably like a localized thing. So anybody who's listening in Philadelphia if would get that. If you're
1: not watching, by the way, I looked over <laughs> and he had a shit eaten smirk on his face. And that's, that's what I get from that.
2: Oh man, this is your mind on Bravo. Um, Jesus. But no, that I do appreciate what they did all season. And again, I think that people do hype up these reunions because in a lot of shows, you get some closure, but we haven't really gotten any closure in any of the reunions recently. Nah. There's not a whole lot going on, and even though there wasn't a lot of issues in this season between the women, obviously Jessel and Saya aside, there was reconciliation. It seemed like everybody was okay. Nobody really went after each other really hard in this. But I so it was just me kind of I that. Felt like it was a lot of fake. I didn't believe that they were. Squashing I, think, I, I think I think you hit the washing for TV. I think you hit the nail on the head, though. I think that you realize that Aaron and Cy know that they came off wrong the entire season. Yeah. They thought they were winning the whole season. That's why we saw their behavior get more and more ramped up throughout the season. And they realized after watching, whoa, okay, we are not that cool. We are kind of assholes. So Aaron especially, I mean, Aaron, I don't even know what the fuck her personality is. Her personality is a parrot. Yeah, She literally just sits on Cy's shoulder, and just says the same thing over and over, and hopes that she gets fed some crackers. That's <laughs> pretty much it. Like... Aaron won a cracker. Sure. Here you go. But that the whole season wasn't super tumultuous. And I think what you said earlier, nobody really wanted to lose. So they just kind of reconciled pretty quickly. And that was it. And it was, it was kind of a happy reunion, but it sounds like they're going, which is a weird thing to hear on a reunion. They've been going out with each other. They've yeah. been hanging out. Like, after they, the they never explicitly squashed. say yeah, that. They're yeah. just like, oh, no, we're good. We've been out. It's we've like, we've oh, been out together. Well, I, I think that's kind of cool. I like that. I, I want them to be friends. Like, that's the thing. And I know that I'm probably in the minority on this. But uh, after watching all these shows, you realize they're not fucking friends. And I talk about it all the time. In this show, if they say that they've been going out off camera, getting to know each other a little bit better, I'm all in favor. Because I am that's going to bring a better, more familiar dynamic to next season they're going to be happier with each other or they're going to have actual issues with each other enough of the bullshit stop waiting until cameras roll to squash your beefs or do whatever the hell you're going to do just move on and then do things organically and i think that they have a good thing going here i'm interested to see next season but again you know i I enjoyed it i think that we're teed up for the
1: opportunity for a great second season and at the same time, they're teed up for a flop of the second season, depending on how they come back. But I think that, like you said, them hanging out off camera is going to help. Them actually being close is going to help. If we feel that as a viewer, it's going to help us connect to the show. The one thing I do want to discuss is I genuinely appreciated Cy recapping her relationship with her mom, the last year with her mom, describing what their relationship's ins and outs were. Because that was really difficult, and it's, it gives you much more insight. And we heard a little bit about it during the season, but it does make you understand why she ticks the way she does why she is such a hard-ass. And to your point, she was consistently a hard-ass. She didn't mm-hmm. falter from it. So that is who she is. I appreciate her being authentic and hearing this story, hearing Cy get emotional about it, seeing her cry and talk about the relationship with her mom and how hard that was, kicking her out of her house – To be homeless, and then she passed away three months later. Like all of these things, it's like, okay, this explains a lot. And for you as a character on this show, as a castmate on this show, it's very important for us to hear this part of it because that allows for us to look past some of the moments where we're like, Jesus, you're being an asshole. And now it's more so, at least for me, where I'm like, all right, I'm ready for Sai to come back for a second season. I'm ready for the entire cast, honestly, Aaron as well. Because we've seen their downfalls. We've seen their shortcomings. Let's see if they can learn from it, as they're all claiming to have done. Uba also, because Uba was all over the place during this reunion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, she'll say that she doesn't like something about somebody, and then in the next breath, compliments them.
2: Right. It was very confusing. Well, Tamara and Teddy said that she shouldn't have been there in the first place. Tamara Why are you even going to show up if you're going to do that? Dude,
1: <laughs> they're... I'm so up, annoyed
2: that I even know that they said I that. I know.
1: I Like, all the clips of them coming out now, and then, you know... Tamara said some stupid shit that was a lie about Uba on the podcast. Nothing new there. Uba reached out to her, or vice versa. Maybe Tamara reached out
2: to Tamar her. Tamara reached Uba. out to her.
1: There's no way Uba reached out Uba to her. Uba posted the shit because she's yeah. like, no, I'm not coming on your bullshit podcast where you pander. And and even in that DM, Tamara tries to backpedal and say, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean anything by it. It's like, then don't fucking say it. This is the problem. Here's the problem with everybody having a platform these days, and the fact that those two, Teddy and Tamara, have a, a platform in which they speak to thousands if not millions of people because they have a big audience right you can't just say whatever the fuck you want to say for clicks and views like if how podcasts work no it's not because we don't fucking do do that (laughs) no and i don't even want to joke about it because we take a lot of pride in the fact that if we say something that's not true we will immediately amend it we'll either the next episode or online like if and we try not to we're very very thorough with like the things we discuss. We try not to say shit that's wrong. And when our audience corrects us, we will always say, oh,
2: that's our bad. Teddy I've, and Tammy, I don't fucking do that. I've got to take. You're not going to like the take. <sighs> I don't want to be insensitive. What's your take? Sai going into the whole backstory with her mom in the reunion. I think she, she did to you what I think that she wanted. She realizes that she was a huge asshole. She had a vulnerable moment on the reunion and really dug into it. People are giving her a pass now.
1: Oh, no. I think that it was meticulous. I think that it was
2: calculated. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The entire time she's talking, that's all I could think about.
1: But at the same time, that doesn't take away from the story that she told. We already heard your story, though. But not to that. There's no point
2: in her really doing all of that on the reunion unless she gains something from it. That goes to what I said when we started the episode. I think that that was her and
1: Aaron's goal out of the gate was, all right, what can we do? I will say that, too.
2: It, It seems like Cy at least had a plan. Yeah. Like I appreciate I, that, a plan. that story didn't like touch me as much as maybe it touched everybody else, just because one I'm probably heartless and cold. Yeah, that's true. But two, I am calculated, and that's kind of what I thought that she was doing. I... She was doing that in a way that, wow, a lot of people think that I'm a real hard ass going after Jessel. This is why I'm a hard ass. Here's my story. We've heard your story. The whole issue of this season with you and Jessel is you told your story. Jessel tried to tell hers. You jumped down her throat. Now you want to tell more of your story and get more specific with your story in the middle of the reunion after everybody called you an asshole. That's just you kind of deflecting and saying, well, you know, this is what I went through. This is why I am the way that I am. I don't believe that. You are the way that you are because you choose to be the way that you are. You're an asshole because you're an asshole. You decided to go after Jessel because you are an asshole. You wanted to be an asshole to Jessel. You wanted to be queen bee of the group. You wanted people to flock to you and you wanted to be a bully. That's what she was all season. Jessel grew under that bully tutelage, if you will, and she became a bigger person. She became a better person. She was sitting next to Andy. You're three seats away, girl. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but somebody realized along the way you were not doing what you thought you were doing all season. This was your chance to have a really touching moment. It probably worked on like 80% of the audience. Didn't work on me. Not on me.
1: Well, here's the here's my counter. I agree with you. Uh, this is kind of what I was saying, whereas they were they came into this reunion prepped. So I want I know how you watch these shows and you appreciate gameplay. I know mm-hmm. you do. So from a gameplay standpoint, I appreciate one having a plan in the reunion. I always appreciate when people come in prepared with what they're trying to do and execution.
2: Uh she burned Aaron early on. I don't I, she I burned don't burned
1: Aaron. She also said some shit about Jess or something. Yeah, like, I, I don't, don't see a connection. That's where you see but here's the She my had point.
2: a plan, it just wasn't a good one. But it,
1: to me it did enough to where I'm like, "All right, season 2 let's go.
0: And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.
2: I don't need her for season two. You don't? You're still out? I I think everybody's going to come back and I'm okay if everybody comes back. But if I was handpicking the cast... She wouldn't be in season two. That's fair. We can grade her reunion performance. Oh, should we do that? Give I give her a C plus. I, I give her a B minus. Pretty close, actually. Yeah, I give her uh, a yeah. B minus. I, she passes, but you she know passes. Of her
1: teeth. I give Aaron a C minus. Aaron gets a D. A C minus.
2: Okay. All right. And Uba B. Uba gets a D minus. I have no idea what Uba was That's trying a to good accomplish. Point, actually, a B is very strong. I'm not I saying like that. I didn't need her to show up. I didn't need her to do anything. I just have no idea what she was doing.
1: I don't need... Well, here I think that they were like all caught off guard with what a reunion is. I think that they've watched him in the past and like I don't want to watch off. The game like film. That. I don't want to come off like that. So they oh, all. So just, you,
2: you think they watched too much game
1: film? I think that they didn't want to end the reunion being the bad guy.
2: Well, if no reunion ever ends, really, well, except for the VPR reunion last year, no reunion really ever ends as somebody being the bad guy. They end with. Here's a shot of tequila. Yeah,
1: but at the same time, you can come off looking like an idiot. Look at Shannon. You know she had a terrible. She reason. did. Yeah. It's, like I'm, that's my point. I think you know, every do a shot of tequila and hug you. Do other a afterwards. shot of tequila, everyone high fives. It's fake yeah. as fuck. This one didn't feel. I don't know. I, I there was fake moments only because no, like even when they get into it with each other, Brynn and Uba get into it. She says, "I don't put people in the funeral, or what did she say? I don't put people in the hospital. I put them in the funeral home." Yeah. And she's like, "Well, I bury people, whatever." Back and forth. But then two minutes later, they're cool. That's where I'm like, all right, they're all just trying to smooth it over for the sake of the audience. They want to clean slate it. They're trying
2: to they're trying to smooth it over while also showing up, if that makes sense. That's they're exactly trying to make sure that they are remembered from this reunion and that it was smoothed over. They want to smooth it over for everybody's sake, including the cast and Andy and production and whatever, because they want to make sure that they have a season two, because if you go too hard – you might be on the cut, on the chopping block yeah. especially with a new show and there's already rumblings about bringing somebody from the old cast back up with don't Leah and like just just don't do that leave it alone if you're going to leave it alone but if you do have a really bad reunion you could get chopped i don't think that anybody was really under that pressure but you know you never know what somebody's going to think going into a high pressure situation like that overall uh i could have done without the reunion in total yeah i, I don't think the think season spoke it. for itself it was pretty good but i'm not going to judge the entire season on the reunion and i never do I'm just going to leave it as it is.
1: Yeah, I think that we leave it there. And high hopes for season two. I think it's going to be good. So I'm looking forward to it. But all in all, ladies, nice first season. They did a good job. They delivered and the reunion was whatever. But you got to start somewhere. So since we missed an episode of Southern Charm, uh, we're going to quickly touch on it because it's an important one. uh, And then we're going to do this most recent episode. So, let's start out last week, you know, we get, in the beginning of the episode, we get some scenes that I actually wanted, you know, I wanted to see JT with his mom, he acts exactly how I thought he would act with her.
2: His mom's a hard ass.
1: Yeah, she's a tough cookie, she's a tough cookie, and it explains
2: a lot about JT. It does, honestly. it really it really does, it sheds a light on who JT is. But we also get
1: some more insight into the nude photo, Craig apparently has seen the picture, we didn't know that, which... That to me isn't an indictment on Taylor. That is Whitney being a
2: scumbag. Yeah, what the fuck? What, Patricia and Whitney, I you know whatever we talked about. We that. We like that's what they are. Yeah.
1: That's but it's weird and look, it's I, super weird. I really don't think enough is being said. That's and the even, opposite
2: of JT and his mom, right yeah,
1: there. Yeah, seriously. But I I don't think enough is being said, especially in this week's episode about the fact that Whitney is showing people. I think that's fucking gross. That's really really gross for somebody to get a nude photo. Whether. Taylor was acting out of her mind or not during the time, and she admits, like I was being a little erratic because of the things going on. Why? Why would you ever show somebody another nude photo of somebody else that doesn't I make you, Whitney, sense to me. Whitney
2: has a collection of them. Oh, for sure. Looks, he doesn't doesn't do anything weird or sexual with it. He just likes to look at it now and again. But don't show people. He absolutely does because he wants people to think that he's cool. It's just gross.
1: But the biggest thing that happened this episode is. Leva gets a phone call while she's having dinner with Vanita and we hear about Olivia's brother Connor passing away and obviously this is a very serious thing and watching it transpire on TV was very emotional and this whole episode was very emotional and we get the morning after and Austin's on the phone with Taylor and he is torn up because as we know he lost his sister when he was younger. And this hit him very close to home as it would, you know, it's a very unique situation to share this bond with somebody and all the bullshit aside, right? All the Taylor and Austin nonsense aside, this is the one person that can actually connect with Olivia on this matter. And for him in this moment, you can see the pain. Like that was real where he's like, all I want to do is go over there and hug her and tell her it's going to be okay and try to help her through this. And I don't see any malintent there at all. I think that this is a man that's stuck between a rock and a hard place of his own doing for sure. For sure. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, this is a really difficult scene for me to watch because you see this guy going through all of the emotions that he felt when he lost his sister. It's all coming back to the top. He actually can offer some comfort to Olivia, but it's like, how do you cross that boundary knowing what you've just done to her? And I think that for me, one of the biggest takeaways between that episode and this week as well, there's certain things that take priority over bullshit, right? Oh yeah, like for sure. the things that have happened between Taylor and Austin do not need to be talked about right now, in my opinion, because this is a much bigger
2: thing. I, I do agree with that. However, watching it, you do get to see Taylor and Austin and how they react to it. Yeah. And I was watching thinking, well, you know, Austin's pretty selfish. I, I agree with everything that you said. I feel like he he felt for her. He rightfully acknowledged the fact that he was stuck between that rock and the hard place. All he wanted to do was go over and comfort her and hug her. And he realized that the last conversation that they had, she told him to fuck off and she never wants to see him again, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So like that's a really tough situation to be in because, as we know, he shares that bond and he can go over and actually provide some perspective, some comfort on a completely different level than anybody else can. And he was really hurting for her. Taylor... Was not. You don't think so? I do not think so. I think Taylor was being selfish. And we see see that all in the call that she has with Vanita, that then Leva obviously jumps in on. Taylor was being selfish. Taylor was saying that she is the only one who can really be there for Olivia in this situation. Well, she said that she needs her real friends around her. Taylor saying that is kind of indicative of how she thinks. She doesn't care about any of this. She's not taking ownership for the fact that her and Austin did this behind Olivia's back, and she doesn't feel bad for it. She feels bad because she fucked up and she lost a friend, but she didn't feel bad for Olivia in that, in that situation. I think for that, this, uh... it's a little different. This, I, th- I think that Taylor's looking at this like, we can put this bullshit behind us now because this emotional tragedy just happened. And I can step in there and be the person that she cries on. I, I just, I, I think that I looked at it way different.
1: Do I see inklings of selfishness? Yes. Do I think that she doesn't feel for Olivia? Absolutely not. I think that she...
2: No, I, I think that she feels for Olivia. But the two can
1: be true at the same time. Yeah, I think that she sees this as an avenue to maybe get it's an opportunity for her, her life. Yep. But I think that, you know, her ambitions aside for whatever she's doing it for. I do think that she cares. I do think that she wants to help Olivia through it.
2: I think that... I think she cares, but she doesn't... Ha- she should have the same thinking that Austin has. I agree, where it's she like, should how be, do I She go should be this? verbalizing and feeling and showing, I can't do this because I betrayed you. I'm a traitor to our friendship, and I am in a really tough place. I want to be there for you, but I can't because of how hard I hurt you so last you week, that her- and I want to, but I can't, and she didn't voice any of that. Austin that- immediately voiced it. She did not. Instead... Taylor immediately just goes off on an angle of, well, only her real friends can be there. You're not her real friend. You are a fucking traitor. Yeah. So, no, you should not be there. You are not in a position to tell Vanita and Leva that they don't really know Olivia and they can't be there for her. She's a fucking nutcase. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah.
1: But, and I think we see more of it in the second episode. We're going to jump to that one now and we're going to actually recap this one. But I, I'm having a tough time with it, and here's why. I don't think Taylor's a bad person. I think that we're seeing somebody make some really shitty decisions. And I hate to give her an out, and I'm not doing that because if you make your bed, you gotta lie on it. And if yeah. you're doing these stupid things, it's still your fault. I really think that Shep and that relationship really fucked her up. Oh, I, I, that I agree. She with is that. Yeah. just on a war path and not knowing how to take the next step into a healthy life. She's just doing dumb shit. And I think that it keeps happening. It's cyclical at this point. It started with sending nudes to Whitney, and she even openly says, "I did that to get back at him." Like, yeah, clearly we all know that, but for you to sit at a table of your peers and admit that to everybody is wild to me. I I didn't have an issue with that, but I I like I don't she have an issue that. with it. I'm just yeah. saying, like, wow, you're at the point now where it's like, yeah, all of my behavior has sucked recently, and I don't think it's even an out. I think it's just basically, yeah, Shep. That really is it is what it up, is. Yeah, and you are acting out as a result of it. and for at me, some point it has to stop. Agreed. And again, this is not me giving her an out because it's up to her to mend these relationships. It's up to her to take the necessary steps to become a better person and to actually grow from this. And whether she does or not is going to tell you who Taylor is actually as a person. It's similar to Scandaval, not to the extent, obviously that was a much deeper affair. That was a much bigger thing that had been going on for months, which actual like, with sex going on, and that's a much bigger deal. I'm not trying to belittle scandal. What I'm saying is, we had the opportunity to see how Raquel or Rachel responded to that, and it's been a terrible job. We've watched well, her. You know
2: what the funny thing is, and I, I guess I kind of do that anyway, just because it is a very similar scandal. It seems like we're dealing with grownups here. There's yeah. like a there's some sort of sense of adulthood going on here with Let's say the way that, that a like, a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, well, compared to VPR, but you're seeing people kind of react in a in an adult and mature way. I mean, the way that Olivia's handled everything She's that's a been rock thrown star, at her right? this an entire season star. is crazy. And even Austin, I mean, Austin having perspective and being able to grow up in that moment is crazy you to go me. To therapy. Shep being able to spend and like I know Shep has ulterior motives. I'm not going to deny that. But him even providing a little bit of advice and kind of staying strong. Leva being a good rock. Vanita being a good rock. Madison is the only one. And that's okay because Madison is Madison. She's the only one who's just kind of throwing jabs here and there anyway. She's having some fun. But it seems like we're dealing with grownups here. And they're handling it in such more of a mature way than the entire VPR cast did.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just, for me, back to my point. Is just we have the chance to see how Taylor responds, and that to me is going to define her character. This moment of weakness where she's done dumb shit repeatedly—is she in my good graces? No, you're in the doghouse. Think the real—you
2: sure. don't think the real friends defines her character? The real friends. Her saying she needs real friends doesn't define her character
1: in this moment. I don't know because I think that she's you're so fucked. You're a up. nicer
2: person. Than I, I am.
1: am a nicer person than you. That is that's objective. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but my point is. When she gets through whatever she's going through, and it's not an excuse by any means, I'm just curious to see how she's going to respond. I don't have a side. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm team Taylor. I think that she's despicable with the things that she's done. I don't think she's handled it well up to this point. I'm simply curious on how she's going to handle herself throughout the season. Is it going to be a situation where she's actually able to look inward, grow, and become a better person? Or are we going to see the true side of Taylor come out and she actually is a vindictive person that's just trying to get over on people? That's what I'm curious about. And I don't know. I'm down the middle.
0: You
2: are a wait-and-see kind of guy. I am a wait-and-see kind of guy. I want to see sometimes, how it plays out. Sometimes you jump on the train right away, though.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a wild card up in here. What can I say? But let's go through episode two. We start the episode out. Shep and Taylor are on a dog walk. And I don't know how I feel about this.
2: I think it's producer influence. You do? Yeah.
1: It's producer-slash-Shep. Shep definitely pushed it as well, because he wants this relationship, not romantically.
2: He's been talking about the dogs meeting since pretty much he got back from Africa.
1: Yeah, he even says when they're like all... Parents of divorced children. I'm like, oh, or child's, children of divorce. I'm like, dude. It's funny. It's funny, but goddamn. <laughs> at least like,
2: you can laugh at it now. You would not laugh at that last year. No, be because so I'm mad. watching
1: Southern Charm through the correct lens now. That, we've talked about this. I was watching it through the wrong lens. I get it now, but still, at the same time, it's like, do you think Taylor's going to ha-ha at that? Like She did. She chuckled. That was not a real ha Subtitles said chuckles. But whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. But they're trying to figure out way forward and to still be in each other's lives Shep made it very clear I don't want a relationship romantically I just want a relationship with her he said that a couple of times so I'm curious to see I would imagine that they will reconnect only because of this
2: and we also didn't talk about Shep's scare with little Craig oh yeah
1: little Craig was a
2: little bit of a scare I'm glad that they seem to have you know a route Yep,
1: they're going to get his his nasal passages widened or something. Something
2: like that, yeah. So his hopefully dogs have Craig's cool. breathing.
1: Yeah, they do, but I we haven't heard anything negative happen to Craig, and this was filmed a while ago, so I'm assuming the surgery went well. Yep, little Craig's doing good, so that's good, good news there. But my thing with oh, I lost what I was gonna say now. Damn, damn, damn. Whatever, we'll move on. So since I had a brain fart, let's move on to Whitney's, and we got a boys' night. And the boys are all over there and we get an awkward moment between Austin and Rod. And I don't understand Austin's
2: holdup because this it's a forced awkward moment.
1: I thought that they were okay. No, I think that Austin actually has this is a very good indicator of who Austin is and how he ticks. This relationship did not go on long enough, and you are not close enough with Rod.
2: Ah, you're in my court now.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with this. This did not go on long enough, and you are not close enough with Rod for you to be upset about those two dating.
2: Oh, you know what? Actually, it was Rod that gave me the indication that these people are mature. Oh, the yeah. The way that Rod handled all Rod that? Handled Jesus it Christ! Very well. What an adult that guy is. As he even said when it
1: was going down, he's like, I want to be there, but we're not at that point right now. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, I'm holding strong right now. I'm going to wait and see what the next move is, where I when I can go over there and see her, when I can comfort her, but for the time being, I'm doing all I can. Text her, I'm thinking about you, and that's it. Because you're not dating yeah. and you're just giving her some space because you're an adult. Instead of the other people would like Crazy. kick the door down with a teddy bear and be like, "I'm so sorry." Rod actually has some tact. So hats off to Rod. But Whitney brings up the Rod, Olivia, and Austin thing in front of everybody, which is just weird to me. I don't know why everyone— that's what I
2: was saying. When Rod walked in, Austin and Rod said hi. And there was—I mean, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of awkwardness because, one, I don't really think they're that close. They're not really friends. Whitney bringing it up in front of that isn't Austin's fault. No. Austin feels the way that he feels. We know how Austin feels about it. But if Austin can keep himself calm and not bring it up and not force conversations about it— I'm okay with it because he can feel whatever the fuck he wants as long as he keeps it internalized. But he's not going to. But in that group of friends, I mean, Craig used to be the one to bring things up like that. Craig kind of sits back a little bit now. Whitney bringing it up is no shocker at all. Whitney brings it up immediately and it gets uncomfortable. It does. It does. But the one thing I liked about
1: this scene and, you know, Craig continues to take strides. He's talking to Austin and Austin's like, you know, I've been texting with Olivia. It's been really great, like reconnecting and that I can be there for. And Craig even points out that this might not be the best thing for Olivia. And this is where for me, it gets a little murky. I'm going to save it for a little bit later, but moving on, we get a scene with Madison and Brett.
2: You just tease your own tape. I did. I did. You got to
1: keep listening to find out. Um, But we get a scene with Madison and Brett and Hudson comes home and my man gotten a little bit of a scuffle and hey, things happen on the playground. I didn't biting? appreciate that he got bit like multiple, multiple times. times. Like whoever, whoever's kids out there biting other kids, unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely unacceptable. What a loser that yeah. kid is. Your kid's a dork. Yeah,
2: Why is kid's he fighting people? Snot nosed little bitch.
1: Yeah, we don't like him because you no. can't be out here biting Hudson. No. If you want to throw fisticuffs, you know, boys will be boys. Shit happens on the playground.
2: Whatever. Well, Hudson got roughed up. Dude, the he news.
1: came in like he got torn up a little bit, and yeah. I felt I that scene for me. And all of these scenes with Madison, the wife, Madison, the mother, Madison with her family are great. And her and Brett seem real together. Brett's relationship with Hudson is a beautiful thing. Yeah, It's absolutely a beautiful thing. I love that that was real. Like the comfort in that moment when Hudson was upset and like you see him hugging him like, what can I get you buddy? Shirley Temple, great call by the way. That's real and I love seeing this with Madison Simply because I have been anti-Madison my whole Southern Charm career, including this season. Just because I, I'm just not a Madison fan. I'm starting to turn because of the the realness that she shows
2: Family, those family scenes always get you going. They, you they know
1: touch me. your heart. They do. And I always fall for it every time, but I can't help it. But, and I think I speak for all parents here where Madison was talking about, and yes, I'm pulling my parent card. But she's like, I feel everything that he feels times ten thousand, and like it's the same with me and Pop. Like when she she got a mean text from somebody one time, like they they all. So what they do is
2: cyberbullying,
1: bro. So they they take like selfies, and she knows how to use the filters or whatever, and they just send them. She has a an iPad, but it can only send to like certain people, and like it's parent locked and everything. But her and her friends have just this little group chat, and they'll take selfies of themselves and edit them. And then send them back and forth to each other, right? This girl in her group chat thumbs down one of Poppy's selfies. Jesus! And I was Christ. like, and she showed me that. I almost cried. Poppy was cool as a cucumber. She's like, but it's it's okay. Like she just sometimes people are mean when they're not happy. My my seven year old said that to me. Meanwhile, I'm like, who the fuck thumbs downed it? Who thumbs down your picture? What kind of emotional Where, intelligence? Where's, I know, dude. She's yeah, she's light years ahead right. of me because I'm immediately thinking, where's her dad live? Because I'm gonna beat him up. Because you have to, I mean, that's that's
2: down the down necessary next picture yeah. yeah,
1: but it was the point is like that hit. First me. off, her
2: dad definitely can't drive in the snow. No, that dude would wreck his car for sure. Yeah. He would he would be stuck so in a, just it. Just find it, some solace AAA. in life. Yeah, yeah,
1: you'd be calling a in ten minutes, pal. But for Madison to say like how it hit her and how it affects her, I was like, that's real. I get that, and it was just a touching scene. But. Let's keep going. And we get Rod and Olivia and they go to Windjammer. They're out down at the beach bar, and he's just trying to get her out of the house. He's trying to see, you know, how she's feeling, how she's doing with everything. And I saw on her neck. Do you know what the TCB with a lightning bolt is? Uh no. It's taking care of business. She's wearing an Elvis necklace. Okay. Which I thought was pretty it's cool. Fun. And then, she yeah. makes an Elvis reference later. I was like, Oh, you're a big Elvis fan. Like, what are they? I just, uh, that's random because I. There's a line that
2: could be crossed somewhere in there, but yeah.
1: I had one. I had a TCB lightning bolt necklace because my mom took me and my brother to Graceland. You had a lightning bolt necklace. I had the same, not that one. Don't Mm -hmm. do what you're doing. No, no, no. Stop it. Okay. It was a lightning. Oh, fuck. Did we just uncover a conspiracy?
2: (laughs) It's all going back to Elvis. Elvis is actually still alive and pulling strings at Bravo. He's (laughs) he's an EP on Vanderpump Rules. Checks out.
1: But I did think it was interesting in this scene that Olivia is the one that brings up Austin to Mm -hmm. Rod. And that's where my brain starts turning. Now the wheels are turning. I'm like, shit. What I don't want to come from this is an in for Austin. And I feel like this is where I play mental gymnastics because, like I said earlier, there are scenarios in which trivial bullshit can go to the side. I don't think what happened between Austin and Taylor is trivial. However, when you're presented with Olivia's brother passing away, that immediately takes a back seat. My immediate concern is how is Olivia going to get through this? Are her friends going to be there for her? Austin can offer some real insight into this and can actually comfort her. And if they develop a friendship out of this, that's okay. And I don't think that it means that he's trying to weasel his way in. However, would I put it beyond Austin to use this to not his advantage, but more so like you said, where here's a pass now because this crazy thing happened and it's so sad. Right. And now you have a chance to get back in her good graces. I don't think he's doing it maliciously. Let me make that very clear. I think he's trying to be there for, because he's gone through a similar thing. I just don't want to see this turn into something like that. And I get scared of that because later we see Rod and Olivia at the party at JT's And Austin has an issue. He's sitting there drinking his beer, like staring at those two. I'm like, well, for me, that's not you looking out for the best interest. We think. It could have been production. But in the confessional, he's like, I don't like it. It's weird. That's where I'm like, dude, in this time of need for Olivia, you have been there. You've been a good friend. She said you've been a good friend. You guys have connected over this. You're helping her through this in a very weird stage of her life in which you can offer insight into her grief. Great. If you see her vibing with Rod, your immediate concern should be great. She's smiling. That's
2: awesome. I, I'm so weary of Bravo production though. Weary. To the point that I think that could have been a confessional about something else. That could have just been a generalized confessional about him talking okay. about Rod and Olivia together and, and how he feels, there. and they put it in there. Well then which they,
1: would be mm, fun. But we've definitely seen some shady shit like oh, that. Oh, for the past. sure.
2: But the, my thing with Austin is watching him in various shows for all these years. When he's up to something, you know it immediately. That man does not have a poker face. And I think that what you said is entirely true. He's just trying to be there for her as a friend and as somebody who went through something similar. Yeah, I think that's the extent of it for now. I do too. I do too. I don't want to throw that out there. I I don't think that one, I don't think he was even looking at them when he was drinking his beer. I think that that was shitty production. I think they're trying to pull some sort of move in there to make it look. To us, the viewer, God, I hope that not. he's staring across the I, would would you not like put it past this, them? I, I would not put it past them by any means. But those are the like, types of things on. that we wouldn't even question, though, because it's in the middle shame. of a it's in the middle of a crazy thing that's happened, a terrible thing that's happened. Bravo can slip it in there, and now all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Whoa, Austin, what the fuck's going on?" But yeah. we know Austin. If Austin was up to something and he was trying to finagle his way back in there and still feeling some way about, like at the end of the day, he said it a million times. He wants her to be happy.
1: Yeah, and I believe like let me sum. Some... There's
2: no way I I just can't imagine him looking across the room being like she's happy. I'm now going to go to a confessional and talk about that party that we went to after Olivia's brother passed away. I'm going to talk about Olivia and Rod. I I don't see that. I agree with you. There. I think that he 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 doesn't choose his words that carefully, but in that situation, I feel like he would. I
1: agree with you actually. I think that's a good way to look at yeah. it because and let me sum it up from what I was saying because I don't want people to get the wrong idea here. I think that Austin's on the up and up with his comfort to olivia i think he's trying to do his best to help her through this to help a friend through this i don't think this is romantically charged okay yeah what i'm afraid of is if the at some point
2: opens. it could yes. at some point it could and yes. i don't I want agree that, that to
1: happen because that will negate what he's doing for her now yep. that's how i up. okay well put yeah because i don't want people to think i'm like throwing him under the bus because i do think he's trying to do the right thing here i really do what and do i really hope words i'm a wordsmith what can i say but it looks like Olivia and Rod are gonna see where things go. She appreciates that he's taking it slow, and I like Rod. Rod is a grown up; he's a grown yeah. man, and it's nice to see one of those every now and then on these shows because we're we don't have a whole lot of them. But
2: you know, I actually pictured now that we're talking about grown men, somebody on this cast was to be the biter of the group. Like if they were in a playground fight and they were, somebody oh, bit hmm. JT, a thousand percent JT these, totally these bite. bites. He still bites.
1: I'm sure <laughs> JT <laughs> JT got in a fight with Hudson and bit him. <laughs>
2: Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> Hudson didn't like his event space. <laughs> he said it was tacky. Oh, no, his mom didn't like his event space, and he took it out on Hudson. It oh, like God. <laughs> they were playing Foursquare, and he freaked out.
1: <laughs> they were playing gaga, and he lost his mind. But the next team, we get a FaceTime between Austin and Taylor, and here's where I get frustrated, because this is where Olivia is no longer taking priority. They're now talking about the reactions of Vanita and Leva, when Olivia was supposed to come over to Benita's place and they're supposed to have like a powwow just to see how she's doing and have a girl's night. Because the focus of the conversation goes to the semantics of it, where it's like she says her best friend should be there. Or her real friend should be there. And Austin gets like really self-righteous in this moment. And he's like, your best friend shouldn't be there. It's like, yes, she should. But let's remember the circumstances here. OK, because of what you guys did, Olivia might not be in a place where she wants Taylor there just because she doesn't want to even think about anything other than her brother passing and getting through this. I don't think that keeping her mind occupied with other things means let's remind her of what Taylor did. So I think that Venita was right in that moment to say, I think you're kind of all over the place right now. Maybe take a step back. I agree. Yeah. I think she was totally correct there. And we've I've actually liked when we've got Taylor out of
2: proved that immediately
1: instantly like, right instantly. and her talk her face time with austin proves that as well it's like yep. you're too emotional about what they said to you. you can't even see what they're trying to do this is not about you this is about olivia and how she's doing if you bring chaos into the situation because you're erratic right now that's not putting olivia first maybe you as a friend should take a step back and be like i need to be my best self for olivia right now
2: i just have a fucking issue with the fact that taylor and austin are really talking at all Right, me too. In the middle of all of this, in the middle of your scandal that just went down, you guys haven't missed a beat. No, they FaceTime you're every day. You're still FaceTiming. You're still probably doing massages together. You're still doing IV drips together when you're hungover. You didn't change any aspect of your life. If you are being accused of doing this, you immediately kind of step away and try to prove to everybody, well, you know, maybe we're, you know, we did get a little too close. Maybe we should back off. No, they're ramping it up. They're getting more involved. They're, they're taking... timing, And that's the problem. I think it's, it. and again, I, I hate drawing parallels to Scandal, but it's the same thing as Tom and Raquel. They felt like everybody was against them, so they need to talk. This is not that situation. No. Austin has all of his friends. All of his friends are laughing at the fact that he did it. Shep forgave him immediately. And obviously, again, Shep has ulterior motives. But Shep forgave him. Craig is cool with him. You've got Whitney. You've got... Like, three or four other guys that can pop in at any fucking time. Obviously, JT's got his own thing going on there. But Taylor doesn't really have anybody, I guess you could say. Mm. Taylor should be trying to get back into the good graces of everybody else. Agreed. Vanita, Leva, everybody else that feels what you've gone through, that realizes what you've gone through and is giving you shit for it. You need to prove to them that you can be a good friend overall. Agreed. Instead, they're still, like, together as if it's them against the world. That's a really bad look in this situation. Terrible look. Unless there's way more to this relationship than they're letting on. I, I, you were the one that backpedaled last week and said you don't think that. I, I don't think it. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, throwing <laughs> throwing out theories, <laughs> just stirring the pot. I'm just stirring the pot. I like that. What do you want from me? I still think there's
1: more there, and I think we're going to find out more eventually. But we get to JT's event space. He was originally going to have a launch party, but, you know, again... Credit to JT. He realizes it's not the time for a launch party. Let's have a really nice What would dinner. you say
2: this is, though?
1: This is a moment. to Look, I'm not going to shade him for this. This is getting everybody together. It's giving Olivia something to do where she's out of the house. She's surrounded by, I guess you can call them In friends. In the
2: event space. In the evolu- uh, he's still uh, trying to yeah. promote the event space. I know. He's yeah, still that's trying to promote the event <laughs> space, all right? I get that. I get it. It's still on TV, but... He definitely saw the opportunity to put his event space on TV. The funny thing... And then they took it away from him in the form of Olivia's brother passing away, unfortunately. Well, the... And now he's like, you know what? Let's not have a party. Let's have a dinner party. <laughs> like, well... It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> My thing with that... Uh,
1: yeah, he's totally still trying to promote the space. But... At least he has the wherewithal to be like, I'm going to frame it differently instead of just yeah. being like, oh, we're going to go. Maybe there's like with the less
2: party. people there than would have been to there. Be less people
1: than the launch. But there was party. still a lot more. It's interesting there. to me, and I want to know why. When Leva walks in, she makes a face, and I'm like, does she think the event space is tacky? Is it too hot in there? Or was she just surprised to see somebody? That's where my brain goes because she made a face,
2: and I was like, oh, I don't think. I don't know. know. Have I trust. Space. I trust Leva's business instincts. I do too. I, right? I think that she knows. I think she walked in tacky. and was like. This ain't gonna work. What is it? I mean, do you just have it's banquets an and shit space. there. People just rent it out. You can have like a private party, private dinner. And when we go down to Charleston, maybe we'll rent JT's. We'll throw them a bone. That would be really funny, actually. And then we'll we'll write in a little notebook. You know, I, did, I didn't like this accent pillow. You know but
1: I'll hit up <laughs> Joe Bradley. We'll have a uh, the Southern hospitality.
2: Oh yeah, we can do come that. Party yeah. with
1: us in JT's event space.
2: We'll make sure Leva gets there, and then we can ask Leva what do you think about this event space. Yeah, you made
1: a face. <laughs> can you explain to us what the face was? But let's get back to the party. The dinner party, sorry. It's not not a launch party. It's a a dinner party. Shep's the first one to arrive. And this is where all sympathy and all soft feelings towards Shep go out the window for me. Because he walks in and they're talking about the fact that JT was having pretty much a speakeasy run out of this place during all of COVID. Shep says, I think I was in that room. I remember that room. There might have been some young ladies involved. Except, no, there wasn't. Because I was in a relationship. That didn't happen. You fucking moron. Stop admitting how many times you cheated on Taylor. And then you want to have a relationship with her, and you're bewildered as to why she doesn't want to hang out with you. Because of shit like that, dude. Like, you just outed yourself. I'm so glad the production kept that in. <laughs> so funny. And then you get to JT, and this pissed me off, too, because he's like, I just don't know why you have the best catch in the sea. You don't throw that catch back. I'd never throw that catch back. It's we, like, know. we get it, bro. We fucking get it, and the cherry on top is at this party, at a, a night for Olivia to get over her brother passing away, or at least give her a reprieve from it around her friends. You take it upon yourself, amidst all the chaos between Austin and Taylor, you take it upon yourself to ask Taylor if she's dating when she says no, you immediately offer up, oh, me neither. And then she's like, yeah, I'm not looking for anything right now. And he gets this sad puppy dog look on his face. like He's like, oh, there goes my chance. My guy, we've said this 15 times. I'm going to say it one last time, and and hopefully he hears this. Maybe you guys need to tag him out there so he hears this next I don't
2: sentence. know if we need to tag JT in any of our I'm videos.
1: Not. I'm saying maybe some of our listeners will tag this clip right here. My guy. If you went on a trip to London or Paris, wherever you guys went overseas, Both. and she hooked up with your friend on that trip, she is not interested in you romantically, sexually, or anywhere in between. Get over it and move on, because it's not going
2: to happen. And at this point... You know he, he told her, his mom about her. Without a doubt. Without a His mom doubt. knows her by her first name. Yeah.
1: Oh, is this Taylor? That's oh what her mom says. God. That's yeah. what his mom says. Is this her? And he goes, "Mom, stop, stop it! You're gonna embarrass me in front." of I'm Taylor. actually
2: surprised that she didn't like slip up while walking through the event space <laughs> and saying, "You think you're gonna impress Taylor with this shit?" Yeah,
1: you. Th- I know why you're doing this. I told you to move back to Virginia years ago. She's not into you.
2: Get over it. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want your life, Mom. <laughs> and it's so it's it's rough because. At times, like if you just gave me the general overview, I'd say I feel bad for the guy, but he puts his foot in his mouth all the time I with know. all of the things that we've just put on example for the he last. Can't help himself, weeks. dude.
1: He doesn't know any better.
2: No, it's tough.
1: But he's still great for TV, honestly. But mm. Whitney walks in wearing um, the Curious George suit, which they were asking what the name of the man in the yellow hat was. So brutal. Do you know what the name of the man in the yellow hat is?
2: Isn't he just the man it's in the, man man yellow, in the uh, yellow hat? That's yeah. it.
1: So they're like, "What's the name?" I'm like, "You're saying it, you idiots. That's his name."
2: <laughs> but Whitney looked isn't it John no John is Garfield's
1: yeah John's okay, Garfield
2: yeah. no no it's the man in the yellow hat the man in the read yellow that hat book yeah. many times but again that's still one of the meanest things you can say if you feel like you look good and you walk into a room with your boys in there and they start ripping your outfit apart it hurts
1: well especially when he's like I have this made in Italy
2: it's like mm, you need to get your money back because <laughs> you look Huff. like you look like a he did he did not look good He looks will like... give him that but he... you're in Charleston you can wear whatever fucking pastel color you want except Hoop mustard, yellow. Yeah, he should have gone pastel he yellow.
1: diarrhea yellow. And he walks in. He legit looks like a pimp. Whitney the pimp.
2: He looks like a pimp pretty regularly. That's
1: true. That's true. You could argue that he... Maybe he... Oh. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not touching that one.
2: <laughs> We're not getting into that.
1: <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. Moving on, though. We get... Madison and Vanita have a conversation. And... Vanita brings up to Madison how Taylor was saying she needs her real friends around her. And this is, I think Madison's actually done a pretty good job of staying, not neutral, but not ramping things up. She hasn't presented things to the entire group when she could have. She has enough ammo. Until now. Until now, because Vanita lets her in on the fact that Taylor said that Taylor's her real friend. And Madison points out what we're all thinking. How are you her real friend? When you're hooking up with the dude that she likes, mm-hmm. you are the last person to throw that out there. And that gives credit to your point, what you said earlier, that Taylor's doing this for selfish reasons because of that. And that that's fair. Be, just because of that one sentence alone. But Madison's like disgusted about it. And what does she do? Well, Taylor sent a nudes to Whitney and Vanita almost has a heart attack.
2: <laughs> I'm so happy Vanita got involved. Vanita's had a good couple of episodes yeah, it's two up, two, she's stringing she's a couple together well. I
1: like it this is what I wanted though and they haven't given her the chance to and maybe it's because she's bopping around like she's going to fashion week so maybe she's not there enough I don't know but she's done a good job with the time she's been presented with on camera I will say that but that's when Taylor which is funny and I'm sure it was just production timing it up that way but Taylor arrives in that moment of course and JT hugs her for way too long this is when he asks her about being single or whatever which is fucking I just I can't it grinds my gear That's when we finally get a little bit of a conversation on screen between Olivia and Austin. And she recognizes that, you know, you've been there. You've been supportive of me. You're helping me through these very murky waters on how to process and how to move on from all of this. And she even says, like, I recognize that this is like a sad comfort, but it is a comfort. And we also get a line from Olivia that I think is so important because this is the stance that you and I have had for a while. Yeah. She's like, I'm not that mad at Austin. Like, I'm able to get over this, especially right now, where again, trivial things will fall to the side when something real happens, like your brother passing away, and you're going to prioritize, like, all right, what's really important to me? This relationship with Austin's helping me through this, for better or worse. Like, He knows how to comfort and how to discuss this. And at the same time, they were not together long enough, and you said this from the jump, For this to continue being a those two problem, the problem lies in Olivia and Taylor and Shep and Austin. Shep and Austin are fine. Olivia and Taylor need to figure it out. What does not need to happen is what we see at the dinner table. And now this takes center stage on a night that's not about this because Madison brings it upon herself to bring this up to
2: the table. Yeah.
1: Because she just had to tell Shep about it. Like Shep comes over and Shep
2: I, Shep only man. went over there because Craig was over there originally and they had heard about it. Yes. And when Craig went over to the boys, he said I couldn't be sitting over there. It involves. Yes, Shep, it does involve you in some way. Shep immediately goes over and is well, he like, says, "What, Shep what he should go me? over there?" He said, "Shep, you should go over." Yeah, well, that, that's Craig. And that's fine. I have no issues with that. Shep goes over, obviously gets the information, does not react. Does he I thought he did react in a Shep way. Yeah. He was like, "What the fuck?" Kind of, yeah. Like you know what? Of. What she does is none of my business. None of my but that's the thing. That's actually the mature take to have. I it agree. He it, can be mad at like, you can be mad at Whitney again. Like we talked about in the beginning of the show, you can be mad at Whitney for showing other people. Other people should not know that this happened. Whitney shouldn't be telling other people that it happens. You can't really be mad at Taylor because one, Shep cheated on her. Multiple I'm not times. mad at Taylor about the nude. Oh no, not mad at Taylor at all about the nude. She's an adult woman. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah, You want to be- go ahead and send weirdly sends images of your naked body to Whitney. Well, it's like Craig said, there's so many
1: guys to send it to. Yes. Don't send it to Whitney. That paints a picture of somebody not thinking or doing the right thing. No, definitely not.
2: Definitely not. And this is just not the time or place to be discussing this at all. Absolutely not. That is the overlaying factor of this entire thing. And we'll, we'll get into the Madison thing in a second. This should not be being discussed during this whole thing is, should be about Olivia. It should be about a little bit of normalcy so that she can get out of the house, try to, you know, obviously you're not going to get her mind completely off of things, but show her a normal time, not a time that people are going to be ripping her apart because guess what? Her and Taylor are at odds. So she's going to be conflicted. She's going through a fucking shit ton right now, more than anybody can imagine. And she's at odds with her best friend that she thought was her best friend for the last six to eight months. And now her best friend for the last six to eight months is getting ripped apart for singing a new to Whitney by Madison, who just wants to stir shit up. Yep. It's just not the time or place. You should not be having this discussion. There shouldn't be turmoil in the midst of something that should just be supportive of Olivia. Your yep. friends are all here. We just want to let you know that you're here. we're here for you. Here's a normal evening of good food, a couple of drinks, a couple of laughs. Take your mind off of it for a little bit because you need it. Instead, we're going to go down this fucking rabbit hole of this craziness that's been happening as an overlaying factor for the entire season.
1: And it's highlighted by the fact that Olivia is the one that has to speak up and say, look, and this is the best thing she could have said, and it's something that I was like screaming at the TV. This is between Olivia and Taylor, and Olivia has handled it shockingly well up until this point. Olivia is also dealing with way more right now that she doesn't want to deal with this and says that. Like, now is not the time. Her and I need to figure this out. I appreciate the support, but everybody jumping on the bandwagon and then dragging her at this dinner table right now and saying mean things to her is helping nobody. It's not helping us move forward. Maybe it's helping you feel better because you're venting this shit. And you just... I think for Madison, it's more personal because she caught so much shit in the past for, yeah, doing, for similar doing similar Yeah, for doing similar things, yeah. And that's fair because... Like she it's says, there, like, but
2: not at this time. And the fact that time. Olivia is the one who has to speak up about it is crazy. It is. There's no one else, no one level headed enough in this group. Shep is defending his ex-girlfriend for doing right. that. And people are ripping Shep apart for defending his ex-girlfriend. Well, That's then- also crazy. he's he should not be stepping in to talk about this. Olivia should definitely not be speaking up to tell everybody to shut the fuck up. She shouldn't have to. She should not have to. There are a lot of other people in this group that can shut things down. Mm -hmm. No one speaks up. They're all cowards. They all are cowards. But we've known that for a while. The only one. And of course,
1: this dude was so cringy to me. I appreciated that he stood up and said, this is a male centric problem. In regards to Taylor and her behavior recently, and it is. It's due to Shep and his shenanigans. Yes. I am or his Shep nanigans, if you will. Oh, I'm not denying that at all. I'm I'm on board. But then we get this white knight. He stands up, knight in shining armor at the table. And now JT is defending all women everywhere. He's like, let's not talk to women like this at the table. We're not gonna do this. Let's have a little respect for the women, guys. It's like my man. You're not going to get fucked because of what you're doing right now, and you
2: think you are. It's also Madison going after Taylor. I know. That's a woman-on-woman thing. Yeah, exactly. As as you butt yourself out of here, JT. Yeah, sh- fuck off, dude. Like, you're not getting laid because it's of this not weird like, speech. It's not like every guy went around the table and called Taylor a whore. No. It's Madison yelling at Taylor because she understands that there's a double standard here. And she's pissed off about it. And she's pissed off about it. Again, Madison, not the time replaced. but I'm not going to neg Madison because that's who Madison is. We know this, (laughs) and this is what she does. It's okay because that's what she is, and it makes for good TV, and we're sitting here talking about it. However, in a normal situation that is not filmed, this is fucking insane. This is ludicrous. It's outrageous, if you will. Again, JT's
1: fucking great for TV, man. You can't deny that. Like these are gold moments for me. I don't at least.
2: Know. He's, he's a doofus. He is a like, doofus,
1: but he's our doofus. That's oh no, whoa,
2: whoa 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 whoa. He's your doofus.
1: He's my doofus. Let me in on that. I'll that fine. He's my doofus, okay. and I think it's he's like... good for TV. But all in all, these last two episodes—I mean, very emotional. Once again, uh, anybody watching, I'm sure felt it as well, and. This is a really, really solid season so far, and I don't want to you know, give credit. It's solid because Olivia's brother passed away. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's more so the fact that when these things happen, you see casts react a different way. And in a lot of instances, you'll see people be opportunistic. You'll see people kind of take a weird route in which they're using this to garner empathy or sympathy from the viewers, Whereas here, I'm seeing a lot of genuine responses, a lot of people stepping up to the plate to take care of their friend, going through something that's the hardest thing she's ever dealt with. And it allows for us to see past some of the bullshit, which is the stuff that we've been dealing with this season so far, and connect with these people. And I think that that's so important for a successful show. And moreover, it's just refreshing to see that even though... So many of these people are so full of shit a lot of the time, when it matters, they are able to show up for people, and that's important. And then they're not. And then they're not. (laughs) And then they make it about something else at the dinner table. But hey, baby steps. But that takes us to the question portion of the show. And we've got quite a few, so let's jump right in. Up first, from Tough Texan, Team Bethany or Team Bravo? (laughs) Team Bravo, that's not even a question. Not even Team Bravo, just not Team Bethany. How about that? Yeah, that's fair. That's
2: where I'm at. Bravo cuts our checks, though.
1: Yeah, that's true. Nicely, Bravo, the Gorgas, and who else? The Fudas, Fudas.
2: Uh, We're pretty rich, dude. Yeah,
1: we're we're so rich from getting paid off by Bravo personalities. Great. That sentence alone is crazy. But anyway, from Nats Gr, do you think there's a double standard between Taylor and Madison? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. For sure. Yeah,
1: I think it's very clear. Yeah. From Pineapple Becks, R.E., regarding, Uba's comments about hitting her ex. How can we vilify Sandoval but allow that? That's an interesting topic, actually. When she said that, I didn't love that, the fact that she smacked every man that she's been with. Right. You're 100% correct. I, I'm surprised that that was taken so lightly because that is not cool at all. Whether it's a man or a woman, you're not supposed to hit anybody. Keep your hands to yourself. So, yeah, that's actually a good point. Way to call it out. From Amelia0629, Amelia from Toronto, love the podcast, would love for you to interview Austin Craig. Amelia, that's not a question, but thank you for your candor. (laughs)
2: Yeah, thanks, Amelia.
1: (laughs) Damn it. I was just reading. I didn't look at, there's no question mark at the end of it. I have a hard enough time with these as is. Don't send me statements, Amelia. I'm Ron Burgundy? I'm Ron, I don't know what to do with my hands. No, it's a different movie. JK, JK. Both Will Ferrell, yeah, yeah, true. From Kristen Robb, why is Rodrigo in the promo photos? He has had a single line on camera.
2: I don't I is like that Rodrigo, a couple,
1: and I like him,
2: yeah. He really hasn't been in it at all. Maybe he's in it later in the season. Yeah, I don't maybe know, he is. He it is weird that he's later. in the promo pictures. That's a good
1: point. But I, he see, I like when there's just normal people on the screen. I know, amidst the craziness, and he strikes me as like a normal dude. Rod strikes me as a normal dude. The two Rods. Couple of rods. Well, rod squared. Ramrod. Ramrod. Car Ramrod. Those guys, I like those guys. Yep. They're, keep the rods pure. Don't, <laughs> don't
2: ruin them. Uh let's clip that one. I like that. Keep the rods pure? Yeah. Yeah. Keep the yeah. rods pure. It's a new uh S T D campaign.
1: Oh, I didn't yeah. even think of that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. From Charnik One, do you think Taylor's getting off easy and not being held accountable?
2: Mm, Tough. I yeah. feel like she would be. I think she has been somewhat held accountable, and I think that she would continue to be held accountable. Obviously, circumstantial, not going to happen, and shouldn't. Again,
1: I, maybe they'll revisit it in a couple of weeks. Which they. But here's the thing: it needs to be revisited. I don't as think it's a going conversation away. Conversation between Taylor and Olivia, and that's it.
2: When Olivia is ready to
1: have that conversation, yes. The rest of the group does not need to stir this shit up. I get that Madison feels slighted. That's fine. You can mm-hmm. have that conversation at another time and place. Like, However,
2: ain't no pictures with Olivia and Taylor recently. Oh. I don't think there's any reconciliation oh, to be had. I guess we'll find out. This
1: is the perfect way to end it. From Mary had a little, not a cue. I just want to see more of Rodrigo on Southern Charm. There you Whee- go. Wee. Normal Keep people. Keep rods pure. Keep your rod pure with... No, I'm just kidding. That would be a great. If we had an ad for like an STD medicine... We uh, we were offered an ad for some sort of condom thing. It's like, oh, see, we could have used "Keep Your yeah. Rod Pure." Damn, talk Best about opportunity, a missed opportunity, condom people. Yeah, sorry, condom people. Durex or whoever. No, I wasn't. It was like uh, we don't need
2: to say it <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> well, that does
1: it for us. Do you have anything else, Shooter? All right, cool. Uh, oh wait, f- no, I
2: do actually have something.
1: If you fuck me up on this, I swear to God, what? What do you have?
2: Tomorrow, tomorrow's episode. I've got a little information on Eagle Woman. Really? I said that I was coming back with information about Eagle Woman. I've got a little recap. Wow, you haven't even told me this. It's going to be my current
1: events. Wow, you actually had something I was a dick. I'm so sorry. Yeah, what an asshole. Yeah, that's my bad. What a Your rod is not pure. My, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? is. We're taking weird turns here. That's all we got this week. We'll see you on Friday. You get three episodes this week. You're welcome.